aviation analyst Jay Ratliff, who joins us now on the phone lines. Good morning, Jay. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I was enjoying that music. I was sorry you came to me so fast. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good uh, pump up, wake you up type uh, of uh, type of song, isn't it? It is perfect Monday music. Uh, so you know my uh, my uh, my compliments to whoever pulled that one out of the uh, the shelf because that's. That's the music you need to get people, you know, going on a Monday morning. Good job, Sidekick Harrison. Nicely done for uh, for choosing uh, some Avicii for us here this mm-hmm. Monday morning. Uh, Jay, we got some aviation stories to get to. Uh, first one is kind of uh, a big deal, obviously, with everything that's going on over in the Middle East. But planes are getting hacked in the Middle East. What's the latest you can tell us about that? Yeah, we have dozens of commercial airliners that are flying over parts of the Middle East that have reported being... GPS hacked, if you will, in the last several months. These attacks involved the, the transmission of false GPS signals. It, it actually tricks the navigation system uh, to tell the, the, the crew that they're in a different location than their actual position. Now, obviously, this can lead pilots to making critical navigation errors where they could end up in the same airspace as someone else, or it could even direct them into restricted airspace. And if there's a place you don't want to be in the Middle East, it's in in an area that might be undergoing some sort of civil unrest that would place your aircraft in harm's way. We don't know who's doing it. We don't know why. But we do know that the number of these instances are on the rise. And you talk about something that is scary. When any part of your avionics package can be hacked into, um, it, it is it is troubling beyond words. And it also makes me even less excited about the future you and I have talked about, where a lot of the airlines want to go to a completely automated flight deck with no pilots. No, thank you. How, Jay, I'm still caught up on the fact, how does this work? How, I mean, how, how have we gotten to a point where people are able to hack in and make you make a pilot think they're somewhere else on their GPS? Uh, that seems like something right out of a movie. Well, you know, part of the, and again, I'm, I'm no IT expert here, so give me some latitude or rope as it may turn out to be, but a, a lot of times with these airliners, they, they're trying to open up a Wi-Fi package to make it uh, profitable for them, the airlines, to have customers using the Wi-Fi capabilities on board an aircraft. And the concern has always been, and this goes back almost uh, 10 years, the, the wider we open that up to make it easier for passengers on board an aircraft, to use Wi-Fi, are we opening up the door for someone to compromise the avionics package on an aircraft? Be it a passenger on board the flight, perhaps, that's using that window to hack in, or if it's coming externally. Now, in the past it's a situation, it's been someone on board the aircraft that's been able to kind of get into areas they shouldn't be. So that's really the dilemma is, have we created a problem because we're making Wi-Fi available on board the aircraft, allowing people on board the flight, perhaps, to go through a, a window, if you will, that we never intended them to go through. We're talking with aviation analyst Jay Radliff here on the WPTF Morning Show. Another story I want to ask you about, Jay, I know the TSA uh, had this goal for 2024 to implement facial recognition at mm-hmm. airports, but uh, apparently that's not going to happen? Well, it, it, if it happens, it's going to come with some resistance. We, we have the TSA that says, look, over the next several years, we want to implement facial recognition, these scans at airports at, you know, 430 airports across the country. We finally have bipartisan 
cooperation between both sides of the aisle, shock, where a lot of the Republicans and Democrats are coming together saying, wait a minute, scanning the faces of Americans without their permission is something simply can't do. It's an invasion of privacy. And the idea of the TSA, they're saying, look, we can use facial recognition to speed up the process of getting people through the airport. It's a faster screening process. Airlines are using it at the counter at some places. Uh, they want to use it at the gate as well. The whole thought process is down the road. Facial recognition will allow us to almost seamlessly proceed through the entire airport experience at a much faster pace. Well, there's passengers that aren't comfortable with that, and they, they want to opt out. But I, I'm thinking, if I go to an SEC championship, guess what? They're using facial recognition there as a way to, from a security standpoint, you see it used at casinos. You see it used at yeah. Disney. I mean, it's used from one end of the country to the other. So I, I guess part of me says, hey, senators, if it's not an issue at Disney and all these other places where facial recognition is used, how come it's an issue here at the airport? So I really don't know where it's going to go. And look, my life is too boring to be affected by a facial scan. They can look at whatever <laughs> they want. But, but, the, but the point is that there's some people that, aren't comfortable with that. And as a result, they're saying, look, this could be used for other things beyond just screening. And that's really what makes them uncomfortable. And look, I, I'm the first guy in line that says, I don't trust anybody on anything. So the thought process is, you know, how far do you think this type of thing could go or be used? Or could it be twisted in such a way that it would be used for something other than facial recognition security for the airport itself? And that's really the concern on the part of a lot of these Republican and Democratic senators that have come together to launch this Traveler Privacy Protection Act that would, in essence, protect every American that's going to be flying. Definitely uh, something interesting and something we'll keep an eye on uh, going into mm -hmm. 2024. Uh, Jay, before we let you go, I know we're supposed to have pretty nice weather here in uh, in Raleigh-Durham at uh, RDU Airport. Shouldn't have any issues, but uh, any other places in the U.S. that might be running into uh, some weather delays later today? Monday is, is one of the busiest travel days of the week, Monday and Friday and Sunday to a, to a lesser extent. And, and today we're going to celebrate because other than Seattle and who wants to go there, uh, it's going to be a beautiful day to fly from coast to coast. So I think we're in good news. And I guess Seattle, you know, I'll mention real quick, you've got Alaska Airlines uh, that is buying uh, the uh, Hawaiian Airlines for $1.9 billion. So that's a Seattle-based airline, so it kind of fits in with today's kind of breaking news. So, yeah, I'll throw that in there for free. Wow. All right. Uh, something we just learned. Jay Ratliff with some breaking news there. That's uh, that's big, too, uh, with, with Alaskan Airlines. And uh, so they're just wanting to expand or? or they are. Yeah. And, Rob, I don't like it because anytime you have one airline gobbling up another airline like Pac-Man, you have a reduction in seats because anytime you have two airlines, like a United Continental, Delta Northwest, that combine their overlapping routes means instead of the two airlines operating, let's say, five flights or six flights a day from Raleigh to Atlanta, now they're going to operate three as a combined airline. Mm -hmm. And anytime we have a reduction in seats, it means the airfares are going to go higher. We're going to start seeing a lot more of this airline consolidation if the government approves it in the future. And that's something that I'm against because anytime we take that step and we reduce the number of overall seats, it unfortunately causes a rise in airfares, and I'm definitely against that. Mm. Jay Ratliff, our aviation analyst here on the WPTF Morning Show, joins us every Monday morning. Thanks so much, Jay, and we'll uh, talk with you next week. Always looking forward to it. Thank you.